Greetings, good friends, fellow adventurers, and noble heroes. Just kidding. Greetings, peasants. This is Tim, your Dungeon Master, and welcome back to the Knights of Nerds podcast. And I want to start by saying thank you very much for joining us today. I want to say hello to all of our new followers on Facebook and Instagram. Hello. Happy that you're with us. I also want to say congratulations to the winner of the draw, whoever that was. As of me recording this right now, I don't know. Uh, We will have announced it, I think, yesterday or earlier today or later today at some point. I don't quite know the exact timing because when this episode comes out, I'm going to be traveling. So congratulations to the person that won and thank you to everyone else who shared our post, who liked it, who commented on it. Better luck next time and there will be a next time, I promise. Because I'm traveling, next week there may not be a Dungeon Master campaign planning episode or villain creation episode, although I do want to do those regularly. Uh, I'll have to wait until I'm back home in Canada uh, in order to figure out when I can put another one of those episodes out. But to offset that bad news with some good news, we are going to do another draw soon. Another draw for more dice and another dice bag. Twist! What a surprise, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. The same awesome dice and the same awesome dice bag. I bought two sets. You guys didn't even realize that I bought two sets. Ah, I had you going so good. Anyways, we'll announce the start of that new draw, hopefully in the next uh, week or two, once I'm back. I haven't figured out the rules of the draw yet, what we're going to try to do this time, but maybe it'll just be the same as last time. Who knows? Not me, that's for sure. But anyways, long and short of it is, stay tuned because I'm going to be giving away more awesome dice and another awesome dice bag courtesy of dragonheartdesigns.ca. I do want to mention that there is a Dungeon Master only group on our Facebook page where if you want to discuss the finer workings of the campaign as it unfolds, you can join that group and we can talk about all the spoilers and all the twists I have planned. If you are not interested in hearing everything spoiled, you can feel free to not join that group. But if you are a dungeon master and you want to chat, yeah, join that group. Right now I'm the only one who's in it. It's kind of lonely. And if you do want to be named after a very minor character who gets killed Almost immediately after being introduced, you can let us know by getting in touch with us on Facebook, which is Knights and Nerds Podcast, on Twitter, at Knights and Nerds. Instagram is also at Knights and Nerds, or email is knightsandnerdspodcast at gmail.com. So get in touch with us. Let us know if you want to be named after somebody who dies, and if you had a preferred method of being killed. I can't make any promises, but I will do my best. I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, Something I do want to point out, I think at some point, we sort of forget which characters know what details. Uh, It may have been a few weeks between uh, sessions. As I mentioned previously, we pre-recorded a bunch of these episodes because of an upcoming hiatus. So at one point, I think we sort of forget that Martin the Cloak already knows of Owen the Quick's involvement, but uh, I think we just kind of roll with it. And you know what? When you're a dungeon master and you have a whole bunch of non-player characters in the mix, you and 
your players may sort of forget all of the details that have been revealed. And that certainly is the case here. This campaign, I think I've already been dealing with more NPCs than I had expected. And certainly more than my last game. So it's something that I'm learning to deal with as well. So I hope when you come across mistakes or omissions or oversights that you can just hopefully not berate me too badly about it. In the meantime, if you do want to support us, you can tell your friends about the podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You could leave a rating or review on iTunes. We have seven ratings and three reviews so far. And if you give us a review, uh, I can give you a shout out and build a monument to your honor at a time and place of my choosing. And as I've said a couple times before, I am an independent fantasy author. If you also want to support the podcast in a different way, you can go to thingstimwrote.com slash books. That is my website where I have some books that I wrote for sale. They're ebooks. They're very inexpensive, and I think they're also pretty good. So if you're enjoying the, these episodes, you might also enjoy those. Now let's rejoin Matt, Candace, Katie, and Tom, aka Spruce, Fiance, Vanna, and Gilladob. Quick recap of last time. Uh, you, and by say you, I mean almost exclusively fiance questioned some tied up thieves they pointed uh you in the direction of a thief named owen the quick who admitted to having new life to having been taking it and that he and some other thieves work with thorn twin hammer who is martin the cloak's closest friend and trusted ally co-founder of the thieves guild uh owen said that uh thorn uses new life and sort of gives it to his sort of little crew uh, to aid them in doing more, uh, using more violent means to do some heists for greater profit. And Owen is concerned that the heists are getting more and more dangerous and more and more high profile and that this does not bode well for the Thieves Guild overall. He also said that Martin would be reluctant to believe a simple accusation against his friend because he trusts him so much. And also, uh, worth note is that uh, Fiance did a performance where she was breaking eggs. <laughs> yes. That's not the important thing. Performance but, piece. Yep. Uh, but that she, her performance had a very unusual, an unusually strong impact on a few audience members that you thought was peculiar. And uh, you had, I think you had Owen still, in your custody after making him fall out of a window. I think we went back to our lair. Back to your home base. Did you blindfold him or anything like that? Or Yes. <laughs> Good answer. He was going to be contacted, right? He can't actually contact Thorn, mm -hmm. but he was going to be contacted by Thorn. Is that what it was? Yeah. So we have to go to the hotel, we have to go to the hotel regularly to check if there's... Yeah, a correspondence for Owen. All right. So it will be a long rest for you guys. So... Uh, get your spell slots and hit points back. This marks the beginning of day three. Day three of actual time passage in the game. Faye's doing a jig. 
Wait, so were those people still, like, following you then? The people that were enamored, or did that wear off? What happened there? I don't recall. One of them one of them got kind of arrested right. for stealing eggs. <laughs> right. And you managed to lose the others. But uh, the next day, is everyone going to go to to this hotel to see if Owen has a, uh, a message or... I'm assuming Elwyn is still buried in this book. Yeah. I just want to kind of mention to him the odd behavior we saw about these people that were so enamored by by Faye. See if he knows anything that he seems like the kind of guy that would maybe know something about that. So as you're describing the the events, Elwyn has this look. He kind of appears conflicted. He's like, oh, yes, well, it's really rather simple, you see. And then he trails off and he's like, wait, no, I have no idea why that would be. Hmm. Good question, though. So he probably knew but because of his memory. It might be lapsing on what that could actually mean. He had like a little bit of recollection we see, but then it kind of fades away. It looked like that, but it looked like he had like an answer ready to go and then just immediately forgot it. Can we tell if he's like BSing us like it or does it genuinely look like he actually forgot? Uh, roll an insight check. 18 for me. I got a 21. Oh, sh- shoot. He He genuinely seems like he like just doesn't know. And that he's not, like, trying to withhold something from you. But you do remark that it was, like, very odd because immediately he seemed like it was so obvious. Does anything else seem off with him? Or, like, like I'm just turning, like, has somebody put some sort of spell on him or something? Like, is there anything else that's weird? Or Well, it's kind of tough to say because you don't really know him. Yeah, I guess that's true. Is there a way to do an arcana check on him that would see if it was something outside of him that was affecting his memory? Or if it was just the heavy drinking and being a lost soul for so long uh you could do an arcana check to see if you recognize him as being under the influence of a spell uh 18 altogether no it doesn't look like any sort of spell you sort of chalk it up to the weird eccentricities of this old man cool i just didn't know if he had like a forget me spell like if he went to remember something important in line Mm -hmm. with something that he was made to forget right away yeah that's what i was thinking too all right so who's all gonna venture out to this hotel uh, Gilladog would be venturing out, but he'd probably have a few stops on the way before he got to the hotel. There, there's always business to take care of. He hasn't been manning his uh, his, his merchant business, so you have to keep up connections. Actually, I have a question about that. Are we, we're not like fugitives or anything, right? After that, I mean, that kind of on that first night where we got stopped by those Iron Guardians and, and, and then we, you know, we went to Elwyn's house and there were some guards there that came across us. We're not like trying to really hide are we you're not fugitives you're merely harboring a fugitive right okay just making sure so it's not like we need to be real sneaky when going around town or anything i do not believe we're fugitives in fact i do believe that i am loved by all right okay so yeah i spruce will just head to the the hotel i guess are you going to take owen with you or are you going to try to convince the the owner there to that you're on on owen's behalf well, I mean, Owen sort of came with us willingly, right? We didn't really... He's very eager to be sort of out of the situation. Sort of, he kind of, yeah, he's sort of looking for vindication through all this, right? So, yeah, I'll just take him. I'll just bring him. I feel like he'd be down with that. Anyone else going to come with? Sure. <laughs> think that I'm probably owed some money still from that owner. So I'm going to go back and talk to him about getting some of the door prices for my performance <laughs> since there was so much love and adoration for me. 
All right, so as you guys venture out to the hotel and make your various stops along the way, you get there, it's still fairly early in the morning, or maybe mid-morning, and Owen goes and retrieves a letter from, from the bar, and he looks at it, and he's kind of goes pale, and he's like, he goes up to you, and he says in a low voice, he's like, Thorn was to meet tonight. I don't know, I don't know what's going down, but you guys, you got, you guys gotta help me with this. I don't know if it's gonna go down tonight, but I feel like if it's happening soon, I'm not gonna be able to get away from him again. I mean, if I if I come clean to Martin about this, like he's not gonna believe me, and I'll be excommunicated. It seems like you guys want to talk to to Martin again. Like I can I can get you back to the guild today. He's gonna wonder how you found him. So yeah, Martin <clears throat> did say that he was gonna come get us. I'm somewhat familiar with some of the uh, the thieves camp that are used in town um, for when I have to make connections for goods that, you know, illegal goods or fencing or whatever. So I might be able to put out some thieves camp sign and, and as a, a kind of message to, to contact us, you know, put something out where he might then receive it or, or one of the other members would receive it and pass that along. That's worth a shot, but I am legitimately worried for my safety. We can take the note. You can be returned back to our, our current base, where you will stay until we return for you. We will hopefully make contact with Martin, use the information from the note, and uh, come up with a plan for going to meet. And then after the fact, you may be able to clear your name, as long as everything goes well. Owen reluctantly hands you over the letter. You, it's it's all thieves can't as you kind of expected, uh, Giladob, and it's not signed by Thorn, but Owen obviously knows who it's from. Well, that's better for us that it's not signed by Thorn, because if Martin wishes to see the note, then it would not be beneficial f- for our current kind of state to to give up that it's Thorn that we're investigating. Just while we're still at the at the hotel, I'm gonna go up to the who was this like the manager concierge that we got this letter from <laughs> like who are we? major d <laughs> yeah <laughs> who's whoever this person was that owner slash bartender okay. so i want to ask him um if he's uh if he noticed the the individuals that that were overly uh enamored with Faye. um if he seemed to notice that or or if he seems to have noticed that sort of behavior exhibited by by patrons on any other occasions he says i you know, I, I I don't really get out much, so I can't speak about you know other people, what other people may have witnessed. But you know, here in my here in my establishment, that was a first. Sign of a good performer. Let me know if you want to sign me up again. Well, according to the rules, I can't decline. <laughs> Giladab is leaving some notes and thieves can't around. Uh, sort of late afternoon. You notice a response to one of your one of your messages left, with directions on on where to go. Oh, I'll turn back and let everyone know that we have a meeting place. I guess we're leaving Owen behind. I'm all ready to go. You guys good? Yeah, I'm ready. I too am ready to go. You guys venture to the uh, this area of the city where it's a whole lot of uh, blacksmiths and iron workers. There's like furnaces and forges all over the place. So there's like thick black smoke in the air and there's just like this deafening pounding of of hammers on anvils and stuff and you follow the uh, almost imperceptible uh, markings of thieves can't to 
a familiar looking door, like the exact same door that you went through the first time you went into the guild, but it's now in a completely different random side of a building with uh, with a couple thieves hanging around and they pass a few quick words to each other and then they open the door and they, they let you in. You guys see the familiar uh, long hallway and antechamber to the guild and are led to Martin's office. His resplendent, lovely office. So in this office of his, is he like sitting at a desk? Yeah, he's got the same familiar desk and he, he sees you guys come in and he stands up and he's very pleased to see you. He's like, my 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 friends, if I can dare call you friends, uh, this has been a very rapid turnaround. I hope you have good news. I just very casually go over and pour myself a drink from his stash. Gildob has to like climb up some human sized chair, sits down comfortably. Uh, Martin looks at Faye. He's like, "By all means, help yourself." Saves me the hassle of offering, I suppose. Exactly. After what you put us through. Oh, are things not going well? Things are just fine, Martin. It's good to see you again. Ah, uh, yes. I, you had uh, you had sought me out before I was even able to seek you out. Indeed, our progress is uh, progressing. <laughs> <laughs> good progress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real wordsmith. <laughs> Please sit. Uh, tell me all about it. I am. I am eagerly waiting to hear how you've solved this problem already. Solving's a strong word. We, we've come, I guess, to get some insight from you on how to proceed further. We've gained some information. Um, we're at a bit of a crossroads on what to do next. So I pass the note over the table that we had. We found some link to the source of new life, that it is somewhat related to members of the Thieves Guild, and that there may be a meeting, which this paper informs time and a place, and that meeting would kind of be the next step in the investigation. But since it involves the Thieves Guild, we came to him first rather than take action on our own. You are you are playing directly into Martin's love of being in control of things. So give yourself inspiration. Yeah. Uh, he reads this note and he said he looks at it and he's like, "Well, I don't recognize the handwriting, but that is simply good uh, craftsmanship on my thieves' part." Uh, but this is uh, okay. So we have a lead. You know who who wrote this letter and who it's addressed to? Indeed, we do. Um, but I do not feel right. Uh, giving hard factual information before we're we're really sure that it is f- fact. You know, uh, information is a commodity. I wouldn't want to sell uh, fake materials, and, and so I, I wouldn't give information without being sure of its true value. You know what? We were looking. For, I was looking for a new slogan for the guild. <laughs> information is commodity. That's just that's just brilliant. That's just brilliant. You've now trademarked the Thieves Guild slogan. <laughs> that's what I do, man. Business achievement unlocked. Not only am I working towards the greater adventure, but I have a side business here to care about, <laughs> and he is a very valuable connection. Gilly Crystal, here for all your needs. Your zero charisma PR. <laughs> so Martin folds his hands on his desk, and he, he, he looks at you all, and he says, so clearly you have more information than you're letting on, and I can appreciate that information is strength. So what is it that you propose? You've clearly come to me not just to tell me that you're withholding information from me, because that that seems very passive aggressive. Yes, we we have come um, 
to see if, if you will accompany us to this meeting. We believe we need to go to this meeting as is the next, the next step in this, uh, solving this problem, but we would like you to, to join us so that you can see, touch your own eyeballs. It's <laughs> <laughs> an interesting phrase. Is that a Woodolf term? To, to touch your eyeballs? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we would like, we are hoping that you would come with us because uh, we think it would be beneficial for you to, to see all this for yourself and not have to have it relayed through um, members of your guild who maybe are not as, as trustworthy as you may believe they are. Somebody, either Spruce or Gilly, Roll a persuasion check with advantage. When you said that his friendly demeanor like dropped off, I was ready to jump in and be like, Martin, Martin, Martin. <laughs> I thought we lost him there for a second. I was like, persuasion, persuasion. I've made my rolls and I got a 20. Martin looks at you all seriously and he says, I make it a point never to be seen doing this kind of thing. You can ask around somebody who has seen me doing this kind of thing, but I'll save you the time. Don't bother. Nobody has. So I'm taking a very big risk by sticking my nose out and and being around this kind of activity. And if you weren't so mysteriously persuasive, I would think that that you were lying to me, but you don't seem like you're trying to pull one over on me. I can can sense that. I've got a good sense about these things, but I will say this. If I do not return here and am sitting in good health at my desk by tomorrow morning, I will have orders for the whereabouts of our mutual acquaintance, the Weaver, to become very widely known. So while I'm trusting you with this, don't mistake that that I'm trusting you completely. Your well-being is very much uh, important to us. And I think it's sort of key (laughs) to, to solving this. Then I will meet you here at this location. I guess it says at uh, dusk, which is a mere few hours away. The location on the note is close to the uh, the western wall of the city. One of the larger thoroughfares like into the city where a lot of goods are brought in over land. So it's, it's not far from, from this west gate. And Faye says, I am told we need to be stealth. Which I am told means not being seen, which makes no sense to me, but maybe because you are also so widely known amongst your crew, and we believe that your crew might be part of this, you should also make sure that you are being very sneaky and stealth. He looks over to to his bar and he's like, which one of those did you drink? <laughs> <laughs> the pink one. Oh, All right. well then I don't know what to, to say. <laughs> Uh, yes, that is a very helpful suggestion. I will be virtually unrecognizable, but I will approach you. Wow, that just seems very (laughs) insulting. (laughs) Just want to make sure you know what you're doing, master of the Thieves Guild and all. I know, I mean, I've been doing this for like three days. (laughs) Pro. (laughs) To be fair, that does seem like something Faye would absolutely absolutely say without thinking. (laughs) feel like Gilly's insulted for Martin <laughs> speaking as such. She's taking note of what's going on around her and trying to be helpful in the most fair way possible. Uh, Martin says, all right, uh, 
you can sort out the minutiae on your own. No, uh, no disrespect meant, but uh, I have a few matters to attend to before we see each other again. You guys are you guys are ushered out politely. Okay, so you guys head on back to your cellar, and you're gonna tell Owen your plan. And I've forgotten already what that plan is. So tell Owen what the plan is, and and me, Tim, the dungeon master, will listen. I don't think we fully decided because mm-hmm. I just don't I don't know what the best way to go about this is going to be. So I think Gilladob would almost like show up and be like, "All right, Owen." We talked to Martin. He's on board. He's going to be watching this go down. Um, and now we need to establish how we're actually going to make the approach and make this contact. Obviously, they're expecting you. So I'm pretty much asking Owen, how do you think we should we should do this that we can actually make contact? Elwin has torn himself away from the book and is drinking a, a glass of something. And he's kind of like giving you sort of amused look as he's as he's hearing this this sort of plan and he's he's kind of watching over things all right so owen seems not too keen on on being the one to actually go meet thorn is that correct he's not keen on it but he like he he's kind of agreeable to whatever you guys are planning because he knows that you guys could just as easily turn him in i mean the thing is that we can't promise that we can keep him safe if something goes down and he says, well, my safety is, is, it won't be more of a question mark. It won't be in greater danger with this. It's because I, I, I would be in this situation regardless. Then to me, it seems like the best idea is to have Owen go. We'll all go, obviously, but then Owen will be the one to go and meet. And uh, I don't know, we, we have to try and figure out some way that we can listen to the conversation Okay, so is is the plan then just to have Owen go, and you guys, you guys kind of stay in the wings. Yeah, what's our plan though? If this ends up not being just information, all we need is for Martin to see it. Martin just wants us to wanted us to figure out where the new life in his guild is coming from. All right, is that decided? Sounds fine. I'm good with it. Uh-huh. Elwin asks, uh, like, as you guys are sort of talking amongst yourselves, Elwin goes up to. Owen and he's asking like a few questions like about taking new life um, and he seems curious as to like the effects he's like you don't have any of that stuff on you do you and Owen's like no no I don't I don't have any and he's like well that's good good I know that it's difficult but really don't ever take it again Gilladob's got some concern now so I guess I'd go and talk to Elwin walk over and pull out the vial of new life that I have my concern is I have this vial of new life. I picked it up for interest's sake. It seems like you're curious about having a sample yourself. Um, but I'm almost worried about like keeping it on me because it's awful stuff. I wouldn't even want the chance of like somehow being forced to like consume it. So you're like holding it in your open palm to Elwin? Yeah, not really like handing it to him, but enough that he can see that I have it. All right, unless you're going to try to to like keep it away. he's He like takes it and throws it and smashes it on, on the ground he, he'd be able to grab it out of my hand well unless you unless you're gonna I like compete against it. i wouldn't let him take it from me all right slide a hand if you'd like he's not gonna take steel from me i'm the stealer it's a 19 yeah i got a three so he he makes a motion for it and you pull back and he is he is incensed he's like get rid of that vile poison as soon as you can. This is this is not a joke. 
All right, this is this is a twisted. This is my vision that was twisted into something terrible. You're going to wind up in some unspeakable predicament, like that fool over there. I mean, you created it in the first place. I was only wanting to ever make one vial of of my vision. I didn't want it for everybody. Kalira saved everyone, and I only wanted her to live forever as our ruler. And she begged me not to meddle in this. And I ignored her. And this is the result. Fair enough. And you come in here with this vial, the liquid form of my arrogance, and you shove it in my face. I don't think smashing that on the floor is going to take away your arrogance. Well, the carpet will sop it up. I'm happy to hear him share information at any point, especially if he gets upset and shares too much. So I let him talk as much as I think he's willing to blabber on. And then when he's done, I do have a request from him. He seems more than capable. He made it in the first place. He must have some alchemy skills. Could he make me a vial that looks like new life, but is a neutral solution? Uh, I suppose I could. Well, for what purpose? Just have a weird feeling, and I would like to be prepared. So basically, I kind of want Gilly to, if I'm going to have new life on me, I want like a fake new life. I just have weird thoughts of like being forced to drink it. And I, if I had a fake version, <laughs> that... My roguish self is just preparing for circumstances. To prove your allegiance or something. Yeah. You never know. He says, well, if if it will be something that will prevent you from taking the real the real awful poison, then I can do that. He he jots down like a list of a few things. He says, uh, this shouldn't cost you more than ten gold pieces. If you if you scamper out and get it, I can make what you uh what you've requested. Alright, I'll scamper. Yeah, he kind of goes from being angry and remorseful to being to being aloof and commanding to try to save face from the confession he just made. And he whips up some stuff for you guys that smells something awful, but he uh like you each he can give you each a vial of this this mock elixir. So you guys are gonna head out. Is that right? Or you guys have other stuff to attend to before you do You guys aren't worried about me in any way whatsoever? I always am. Okay. I don't think there's any control in you, though. I don't, yeah. I don't know what I can it's say. the point of worrying about chaos. Uh, I mean, it's not like we can just tell you to stay. Yeah. I don't or think tie you'd... you up or anything. Well, I don't think you'd listen. No, that probably wouldn't go well either. Okay. Maybe let's sit down and have a heart-to-heart with Faye for a second. Try and stress the importance of what's going on here. So, Faye. Yes? <laughs> You understand what we're doing? Yes. You understand the importance of not being seen or heard. Why? I, no one's coming to meet with me. Okay. But we're going to be sort of... I mean, we're not going to the meeting, per se. Um, Owen is. But we need to be very discreet. No one sees you anyways. She's throwing shade. Huh? Is that what? Mm-hmm. Because they only look at you? Is that what you're yes. saying? Yes. I'm a glorious human being. Nope, glorious elf. <laughs> <laughs> I am a glorious humanoid. <laughs> Humanoid's probably an insulting term yeah, for all the other races. Yeah. Of course, humans would be the ones to create a term, you know, to try and describe <laughs> everything else in the image of them. I am a glorious being. It is pretty much impossible to not be seen. Can you try? Uh-huh. Hmm. 
I will do my very best to dim the glory that is me. Okay. So it's becoming dusk, or it's getting late in the day? Yeah. Okay. Just as we prepare to go, I'd be appropriately dressed, have some kind of uh, maybe a little gray hoodie or something, um, and I'd cast my spell Find Familiar to have a bonded owl to me. Ooh. Oh, is that an intentional owl noise, Tim? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> a weak-ass owl noise? Is that what owls sound like? Yeah. Ooh. 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 That's what my sound owl <laughs> Like, he's always kind of coming on to you. <laughs> All right, so the five of you, six with the owl, head out into the city and head westward towards the uh, western gate and the large thoroughfare. The streets are mostly empty. There's still, you know, people out uh, at taverns and you can hear music at distant uh, inns and, and whatnot. Uh, so at uh, as you guys are, are sort of nearing your destination, you can see the high perimeter wall of the city that runs around Pharaoh's Point. And there's like each side of the west gate has these large spires with uh, carvings of, of dragons on them. Um, and Owen stops and he, he says, okay, I think Thorne and the others are, are waiting on a, a rooftop like two blocks up. So they're going to have a good view of this thoroughfare coming in. I don't know how you want to approach. I know Thorne is really single-minded. So he's going to be looking at whatever it is. Like I said before, I think it's going to be knocking over one of these caravans that are coming in. You could probably get onto another roof if you really wanted, or you could be in one of the alleys below, even though he's probably going to be really focused on, on whatever is happening in the, in the street here. Still best that you, you know, try to keep, keep quiet. Quick questions. The wall, stone wall. Yeah. And then the houses around here, are they also largely stone houses or? Yeah. Gilladob would tell the group that he'll be close, but out of sight. And I'd like to make a stealth check. And I have stone camo because I'm a deep gnome. So I get advantage on my stealth checks in, in stone or rocky terrain. It rolled a 16, and it's plus 8. Yeah, I just want to ask Owen, um, he said that uh, uh, Thorn is kind of pretty singularly focused, but what about uh, the rest of them? Uh, Jada, Cliff, and Frelvis? <laughs> are they all going to be similarly single-focused, or are they going to be having sort of more of a lookout? Uh, Frelvis is the one that I think is going to be the most keen-eyed, being the rogue. Mm-hmm. They don't have any reason to be suspicious, but uh, still always worthwhile to be extra cautious. We also need to be somewhere that Martin's going to find us, right? Oh, hi there. Oh. Oh, hello. Hi, Martin. (laughs) Didn't see you there. No, I was blending in perfectly as this vagrant. Can I see where Thorn and the others are? Can we see them from the street? So you guys can see just, just a little bit sort of in the, in this fading light, the sort of frame of, or the, the figure of a, an orc on on a rooftop that Owen had pointed towards. So you don't see the others, but you assume that they're up there. But the orc, being the biggest one of the bunch, stands out the most. Okay, so Owen has already gone over there by the time Martin reveals himself to you. So, and, and Gilladob, you're... Kind of just tracking along, following in, in the stealth. Martin says to the three of you, uh, so... You know, here I am. What is this that we're supposed to see? 
Owen told us that this this next uh, heist, I guess, <laughs> um, that was going to be happening is that they were they were going to be uh, intercepting uh, a supply carriage. According to that letter, uh, this is either going to be a meetup just for information about when that's happening or it's going to be happening based on what we can see right now. It seems like, I mean, they're pretty focused on on the supply route coming in. It seems like this is going to be happening right now. The reason we needed you here is because of who we believe is in, involved in it. And we just, we needed you to see. <laughs> All right. Well, difficult to see from down here. I say we, we make for one of these roofs. Get ourselves up on a roof. Yes. Mm-hmm. Martin volunteers to take the lead. He'll say, uh, I'm no stranger to second story work, as we call it. You know, back in my younger days, I didn't start at the top. I had to work my way up from the ground level to the second floor and then up to the roof, so to speak. Uh, and he he makes his way up this the side of this building, starting in this alley. So you guys are out of sight. And it's perhaps the most graceful building ascension you've ever seen. And then he just drops uh, drops down this really thin rope. I climb it. I'm not going to make you guys make acrobatics All checks. Right. <laughs> but I will make you make stealth checks once you're up top. Stealth checks! Seven. I rolled a seven. Thirteen. I also have a seven. <laughs> yeah, Martin turns. He's like, you. Oh, my goodness. It sounds like two horses are climbing up the side of this building. It's hard for someone as amazing as I to stay hidden. <laughs> I am. I am running up to the boundaries of my patience like never before. But I. I appreciate your positivity. So he he takes a look over and he he sees thorn and the others he turns back to you and he's he is pissed he's like what what is the meaning of this i mean you read the letter and here we are and you can now see who's involved we figured it best to for you to see it with your own eyes because we weren't sure that you would believe it otherwise astute indeed i don't believe it well maybe keep it down and let's just watch because we're fairly certain they're going to try and do something bad. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, I don't know how to say that either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got some sweet talkers oh, here. Oh, man. <laughs> We're going to look like idiots if this goes, <laughs> if this ends up being nothing. So the, the the four of you are kind of like ducked down on this roof and there's sort of like, like a, you know, like a lip running around the edge of it that you're that you're ducked behind and uh martin is like i swear if this is some sort of game i will i will seriously consider breaking my rule as martin is basically on the cusp of shouting and he's like almost like standing up you see this this heavily armored carriage being pulled by four horses and it's being flanked by what looks like eight soldiers and two of them have these dogs on leashes. I don't know if you've ever seen dogs like these. They are large, like larger than than hounds, almost like wolves, but they have two heads. And you can see Thorn and the others spring into action. They're descending from the roof. And Martin sees this and he's like, oh my God, I don't believe this is happening. He turns to you, he's like, you have to do something. He's going to kill himself. He like grabs you, Spruce, by the forearm. And he's like, get down there and do something. What do you want me to do? Stop them? He's going to kill himself. 
Okay, we will we will sort through the details of who broke which rules afterwards. From I, what I've overheard, he's been <laughs> just doing a lot of danger stuff. Seems a little bit like an adrenaline junkie. He's been getting deeper and deeper into more dangerous stuff every time. So I went, oh, he's about to handle himself. Okay, Martin stands up and he says, I'll make this easier for you. I'm going down there. And remember, if I'm not back in my office by sunrise, you know what happens. And he descends from the roof. That does it for us this week, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, head on over to iTunes and give us a rating and or review if you want. Otherwise, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and look forward to the next campaign episode because it is going to be crazy. I'd love to hear how you think it's going to go. Let us know on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Thank you again for listening, and now we're going to let the outro music take it away because it's all like dun 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 d